Time for our best bets. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. Live from the Westgate, Las Vegas, inside the world-famous Superbook. Yes, our favorite segment of the week. Well, next terrible Tuesday, of course. We love that. <laughs> our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. Marco D'Angelo in the house. The head coach, Mike Tice, joined us today. And, of course, our college guru, Trevor Maddich, hanging out at the uh, studios there in ESPN, getting ready to do his college football thing this weekend. Trev, what's going on, brother? Mr. TC, I am doing good, man, doing good. All right, brother, why don't you kick us off, man. Trev, what do you got? Your three best college plays. All right, let's start with uh, Miami hosting Georgia Tech. Miami's laying 20 points, and I've been burned by favorites laying three touchdowns here, mostly by USC. Uh, so I'm not touching USC this week. But but Miami is incredibly balanced. I mean, they, they are throwing the ball well. They're running the ball well. Their yards per pass attempt and per rushing attempt are among the highest in the ACC. And Georgia Tech's defense, plus their hearts, are they're really struggling. Now, Georgia Tech's offense is pretty high-flying. I mean, they're, they're throwing the ball well and running the ball pretty well. And so you've got two good offenses, but only one good defense. And playing at Miami, I think this is going to be a step up in competition for Georgia Tech. I think Miami's got a lot to prove. I think they're having a fantastic season that nobody's noticing. And I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to cover this spread. That's, that's what I believe. Um, now I'm, I'm holding my nose on this one because again, I've been burned on these, but the, the matchups tell me that Miami should win by more than three touchdowns. Then Alabama is at Texas A&M. The total on this one's 46, and I like the under. It, it, I, I'm going back and forth on who's going to win this game. And it's hard for me to kind of get a good feel for who I think is going to win based on the matchups. But the under feels right when you look at how these teams do match up. I mean, Texas A&M's defense, since the Miami game where they gave up a lot of points and a lot of yards, is playing lights out. I mean, lights out. They are one of the best in all of college football in terms of havoc rate. That means their front seven getting behind the line and causing tackles for loss and forced fumbles and, and things like that, whereas Alabama's offensive line is still really struggling with giving up havoc plays. They're getting better, but they're not good enough to offset what Texas A&M can do, especially in a noisy environment um, at, at Texas A&M at Kyle Field. On the other side of the ball, Alabama... You know, their defense has been really good. I mean, they've been playing lights out. And Texas A&M is on their backup quarterback, Max Johnson, who I think will play well. I mean, I think Max Johnson, he, he understands the offense. He's got experience. You know, his father's a former NFL quarterback. So, you know, he, he, he gets the game. But this Alabama defense will be out for crazy mayhem. I think both defenses will beat both quarterbacks. And I think under 46 is a good bet there. And then uh, San Jose State is getting nine points at Boise State. And this is weird to me because it seems like a pretty, a pretty fair fight between these two teams. They both have had a rough schedule. They both have struggled. But Boise State, their defense just isn't very good. Their offense can't really seem to establish much of anything. And San Jose State has one of the best quarterbacks in the Mountain West Conference, Shevin Cordero. They're coming off a bye. And I think they can go up there and keep this thing close, if not win outright to me this is more of a more of a Boise minus three than a Boise minus nine so I'm taking the nine points with San Jose State all right we're, we're factoring in the havoc factor I like that Trev the havoc factor I love that 
Yep, let's go crazy. <laughs> well, Prince said that once. Um, Prince right. the revolution. That's there, right. There you go. All right. Marco D'Angelo, what do you got? All right, I'm going to start it out with the Red River rivalry, and I'm going to take Oklahoma. Both teams come in here undefeated, but only one of these two teams is 5-0 and against the spread, and that is Oklahoma, and I know they've played a soft schedule, so don't start. You can only play who's in front of you. They've had this game circled from last year. I know I say revenge is the most overused word in sports, but there's a couple times it applies. It applies here. It applies in playoffs. It applies when you got your butt kicked by your arch rival, 49 nothing last year, and if you remember, their quarterback was out for that game, and that also was the first-year head coach who had to pick up the pieces after Lincoln Riley bolted at the last minute for USC. Oklahoma outright on Saturday. Oh, I like it. Oh, man. <laughs> Play number two. What's wrong with Georgia? That's what everybody's asking. Georgia, you know, they're still undefeated. When you've won every game for the last two years, you get a little bit methodical, okay, and complacent. And I think that's what's happened with Georgia. Fat and sassy, as you like to Fat say. Fat and sassy <laughs> is right. You know, you're picking up. You're starting to learn some things there, buddy. I've been around you too much now. Yeah. This is a spot where they've got an undefeated team coming in here. they got a team that's playing good football, and a lot of people are saying they have a big chance. And last week, Georgia had their wake-up call. They were on the ropes in that game, escaped with the seven-point win. I love taking good teams when they have the scare the following week. You see the real Georgia this week, 38-17. to 17. The Georgia Bulldogs. Give us a score, too. I love I'm, that. Yeah, okay. I'm on fire. Wow. Let's go. You are on fire. And Let's the talk last, about that on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, we're going to go with UCLA against Washington State. Washington State's getting a lot of love. And I'll admit, the only asterisk to this game is Washington State is playing with a chip on their shoulder. Them and Oregon State to everybody in the Pac-12 for leaving them home. It's like, you know, the movie Home Alone, you know? They're left there with the the pack too but ucla's defense i never thought i would be talking about a ucla defense in football okay it's always score 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 but this is one nasty defense both teams had a week off uh last week one come off a hard-fought win 38 35 washington state ucla was in that physical game against utah which we know utah plays good defense i'm going to take the bruins to bounce back big on saturday Macaulay Calkin reference on the show. I think yeah, that's the go. first time wow. that's happened. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Offensive lineman, center, Trevor Maddich, mm-hmm. offensive lineman, tight end, Mike Tice. Give us your three best college All plays, right. my friend. All right. I'm going to give you my three best college picks. I'm going to go with Kansas, minus two at home against UCF. UCF, uh, uh, they have a common opponent. UCF also beat uh, Boise State about 18 16. Uh, they're coming off of two losses in a row, UCF. Uh, Kansas, of course, coming off of that embarrassing loss at Texas without their starting quarterback, Daniels. They get Daniels back this week. And so I'm going to go with Kansas. Talking about chips, I think they have a chip on their shoulder this week, plus my brother coaches D-line for Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> rock chalk, baby. Uh, rock chalk, right? J-O-R. Uh, Maryland. Uh, on the road at Ohio State, uh, you know Ohio State is having a little bit of trouble scoring points this this uh, season so far. Hopefully they don't start scoring against Maryland. But 19 and a half is a big number. I'm going to go with the Terps. Uh, little, bigger, Tua. 
uh, is playing good football for Maryland. They're undefeated. And I'm going to ride that train. Uh, of course, I'm a Maryland alumni, so you guys see how I pick. And so I'm going <laughs> go Terps. Maryland, go Terps, go 19.5-point underdogs, get 19. And then I'm glad you brought up that Washington State-UCLA game. I'm going to go Washington State uh, and uh, take the 3.5 points. Uh, UCLA coming off that tough loss, 14-7 uh, against Utah. And, and uh, in the contrary, of course, uh, Washington State coming off a nice 38-35 win against a good Oregon State team. So I'm going to take the points, Washington State. I did pick these before you did, so I'm not going against your picks, but <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, this is your first indoctrination into the best bets here. We have a little thing here. So, you know, when you go head-to-head with one of us, that yeah. automatically translates into a side bet, okay. a side yeah. food bet. <laughs> we like that. Yeah, we like that. It's right in. We like action. <laughs> we like action. We like food bets. There it is. All right. Uh, I am going to go with my Terp alum right Ooh. here. I am taking the Turtles in this game against Ohio State, all right? The line was 20, got 19 and a half, take your pick, whatever it is. But Ohio State hasn't played in the last two weeks. We know they had that battle against Notre Dame. You know what else Ohio State hasn't been doing? Them and scoring much right. either. Throw out the games against Youngtown, Youngstown State and Western Kentucky, okay? They scored 23 against Indiana. They scored 17 against the Irish. Maryland can score. And I like what you say that. Little Tua, but bigger. Okay, right? <laughs> he has been nails. He's been outstanding. Mm-hmm. And the Terps can put up points. They put up 44 points, uh, was it last week? They're averaging 40 points per contest against better competition than Ohio State has faced as well, too. And here's the thing. Maryland is not afraid of Ohio State at all. They have matched up with them the last couple years, and they've covered two of their last four games against them. They scored 30 points against the Buckeyes last year, you know, back there in, in Maryland. So, I think this team has confidence. Uh, they're 5-0. and They're feeling good. They are not going to be afraid going to the horseshoe. I will take the Terps uh, plus the 19 and a half, 20, whatever you want. Alright? I'm wearing the colors today. Mm-hmm. South Bend, baby. I and I'm going with the Irish laying six and a half at Louisville. Notre Dame has been battle-tested last two weeks. Ohio State and Duke. And uh, those two teams are better than Louisville, in my opinion. Louisville is not in that class. Sam Hartman has faced Louisville the last three seasons, at least, that I went back. And maybe he's been, you know, six years in college football, so maybe even longer than that. But uh, And he's had huge games against them. In 2021, he had a fantastic game against the Louisville Cardinals. Last year, believe it or not, he had his worst game. He coughed the ball up a couple times, fumbles, interceptions. Sam Hartman is going to remember that, and he's got a much better team around him at Notre Dame. So I think Hartman is going to uh, come away uh, looking at this Louisville defense and licking his chops in this game. Louisville, they're going to be facing the best defense they've seen so far in the Irish. Last week, 13-10 against North Carolina State. They couldn't do anything. Yes, I will take the Irish. And then in that same theme about a road dog laying six and a half, Give me the Horned Frogs at TCU against Iowa State. TCU will be ready to roll after coming out flat last week against West Virginia where they lost 24-21. But if you look at the game and the way how, how it kind of unfolded at the end there, they just fell asleep in the beginning. Uh, their defense still played very, very well. Only gave up 343 total yards. This is going to be a nice bounce-back game from TCU. We've seen earlier losses that they had, and they came back uh, on a house of fire, and we know that Iowa State is a mess. Oh, by the way, what happened in this game last year? 62-14, to 14, coach! That's right! Horned <laughs> Frogs crushed those Cyclones! 62-14, 
Give me the Horn Froggies. There you go. <laughs> Trevor Manich, NFL time. All right, well, I'm going to go with the the Marco theorem of rubber balls on this one and go with a bounce back. Miami a couple of weeks ago put 70 points on the Denver Broncos, which is unheard of. Then they went up and laid an egg in Buffalo. Well, I think they get right against the Giants. The Dolphins are laying 12, and that's a huge number in the NFL, but the Giants are just a wreck. I mean, they're last in the NFL in sacks allowed per pass attempt. Their offensive line is a complete mess. They do do a couple of things well. They had a pretty good Monday night on defense. I mean, they, they get after the quarterback pretty well, and they do have a pretty good havoc rate on the defense. This is the Giants now, but I don't think that's going to overcome the, the offense of the Giants, which I just don't think is going to be able to get very much done. I think the key matchup in this game is the, the Dolphins rushing attack against the Giants rushing defense. Dolphins lead the league with 177 yards rushing per game. The Giants are bottom 10 when it comes to rushing yards allowed per game. I think that's going to kind of establish the flow of this game, and I don't know that the Giants offense is going to be able to keep up when Tua starts to hit some passes. So I'll take the, the Dolphins and lay the 12. And again, hold my nose. Uh, now, Baltimore is going to the Steelers. And this one is, again, all about matchups because Mike Tomlin, the, the coach for the Steelers, is fantastic as an underdog. He's just outstanding as an underdog. But I think this is one of those ones where he loses the spread as an underdog. Baltimore's laying four and a half, and I'm taking the Ravens on this one. It starts out with a quarterback matchup. Kenny Pickett for the Steelers has been abysmal starting the season. I mean abysmal. His, his quarterback rating, his QBR to start the season is 29. Average is 50. So he's been playing losing football this year, and he's coming off a bone bruise to his left knee, so he's not going to move around very well. And the Ravens are second in the league in sacks. So you got a, a quarterback that's kind of that's limping around on his knee going against a pass rush that's one of the best in the league, and that quarterback's not very good. Then you compare him to Jackson, and Jackson is completing 74% of his passes. That's second best in the NFL and the Steelers defense for all they can do in the pass rush and TJ Watt and all the rest of it, they have been giving up big games to opponents, number one receivers. And I think Zay Flowers for the Ravens is likely to, to continue that. So even though Mike Tomlin is really good against the spread, I think the matchups, especially when you talk about the quarterback position, favor the Ravens so heavily that I'm willing to lay the points. And then the Bengals are at the Cardinals and the Cardinals are getting three at home. And I like the Cardinals in this one. And, and it's mostly because of a surprise from the Cardinals and because the Bengals have been basically a wreck. I mean, the, the matchup here is the surprise. Arizona is second in the NFL in rushing yards per attempt at 5.3 yards per rushing attempt. That's really saying something, especially when their passing game is not dynamic to say the best. They still have been able to run the ball. Cincinnati is second to last in the NFL in rush defense. So I think you're going to see the Cardinals come out and just try to pound the ball. And then you've got the quarterback matchup. And on paper, Joshua Dobbs for Arizona is no match for Joe Burrow. But Burrow has been awful. You know, he had that calf injury in training camp. It's been bothering him. He's not able to move around in the pocket. He's not able to get enough protection to be able to throw the ball down the field, being immobile in the pocket. And, And the thing about Dobbs is that he doesn't give up the ball. He's protecting it. He hasn't thrown an interception yet this year in five starts. And so that's good. I think the edge actually might go to 
the Cardinals because of that. And and the weird thing, another weird thing about this game is that Burrow in his career is fantastic against the spread. I mean, fantastic. But this year he's 0-3-1. And he's got two guards in front of him that rank among the very worst in the NFL at pass-blocking success rate. One of them is 65th and one of them is 67th in the NFL. These are his guards protecting him. So I think the Cardinals are going to be able to take advantage of that and slow Burrow down enough to be able to cover this number. And then, uh, that's it. That's three. Okay, we're good. I wanted to do more. Marco! All right, I'm going to start off with New England. We talk about it all the time. You're not as bad as your worst game or as good as your best. We saw both of those teams come in last week. Miami lost off of the good game. Denver won off the good game. I look for New England to bounce back. And Belichick, off of a 10-point loss. Now, I realize he had Tom Brady as the quarterback. But in his career, he's 31-11 and 11 following a loss of 10 points or more. That's play number one. Play number two, we're going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. And I know they've had two rough games the last two weeks, but everybody is jumping all over this Houston bandwagon. They beat the Steelers last week. I told you they were going to beat the Steelers last week. It was a horrible spot for the Steelers off the Sunday night football game and Baltimore on deck. We see the real Houston this week. Atlanta runs the football right at them. Take Atlanta, lay the points. In the last one, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. They finally got off the schneid last week, got the win. Kansas City has not been impressive. I know they should have covered last week if he doesn't go down at the one-yard line, but the Jets were moving the football. Zach Wilson looked like a real quarterback last week. What's Kirk Cousins going to do this week? Take the Vikings plus the points. (laughs) Okay, Mr. Vikings. Let's go to former Mr. Viking. Mike Tice, what do you got? Well, I, like, I uh, grew up a Giants fan, but I'm sorry, guys. They look really, really bad. So I, I like to bet against uh, bad teams, and I like the Dolphins this week. I think their 29.8 average giving up points per game is going to get a little healthier this week. <laughs> and they're scoring almost at a 78% clip touchdowns in the red zone. I think that's going to be enough to cover the 9.5 or whatever the spread is. So I like the Dolphins quite a bit, actually. Uh, my upset pick, uh, I like the Rams at home against the Eagles this week, getting four points. Uh, possibility Cooper Cup uh, might come back, but they right now they're showing that they don't need him. They got Puka Nakoa, who's <laughs> breaking all kinds of rookie records. Uh, the uh, Eagles are 27th against the pass. They're also only scoring at 46.15% clip touchdowns in the red zone. I think that could come back to haunt them. Uh, the Rams still have Aaron Donald on defense and, and selected others, so I'm going to take the four points to go with the Rams. Uh, and then the big game on Sunday night, uh, I like the 49ers a lot. Uh, given four points, three and a half, whatever, whatever the spread is, they're scoring about 67% clip touchdowns in the red zone, whereas the Dallas Cowboys, they have not turned the ball over. He has not turned the ball over. Yet, but let me say this: they're only scoring at about a 37% clip. Touchdowns in the red zone—they have struggles. I like the 49ers a lot. All right, uh, I'm going to go against both of you guys in, in separate games here, and I'm going to start with the Eagles in the Rams. I'm going. I'm going uh, Eagles, uh, Coach. Philly's rolling right now. We talk about Buffalo. I look at Buffalo and Philly. They're just really starting to get it together right now, and I think Philly's got great 
offensive balance right now. On the Rams side, Stafford's been decent, but still uh, not sold on him. Plus, he's got a bruised hip. Got injured last week, so we got to monitor that. I think that could come into play here. Rams nearly gave that game away last week at Indy Blue. A 23-point lead in that game. I think they come back down to earth. Philly's too tough. Give me Philly on the road. And then, Marco, I'm going against you. I'm taking those Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was not great last week in any way, shape, or form against the Jets. But Mahomes is always great in the rubber ball, as Trevor says, the bounce-back games. And this is definitely one of those. Kansas City blew a 20-point lead last week. Not going to happen against this very shaky Minnesota team. It doesn't matter where Minnesota plays, home or away. Uh, Kirk Cousins can be Kirk Cousins. And I expect Kirk Cousins to be the bad Kirk Cousins in this one. May get some some yardage, but in crunch time, I don't know. I I don't trust that Minnesota defense coach at all. So I think the Minnesota defense is going to let them down. I think Patrick Mahomes learns from his mistakes last week. It's a short price delay at only three and a half against uh, the Vikings. And I'm with Mike all the way here. Love the 49ers. San Francisco has Dallas as number two, especially those last two games in the playoffs. Uh, Two big-time wins in the last two meetings. San Francisco, best team in the NFL, bar none, offensively and defensively. They won by at least 18 points and three of their four wins this year. They scored at least 30 points in every game, and I do not trust Dak Prescott. Yet, I'm with you, Coach. Yet, because he will blow. There's no question about it. And how about Brock Purdy? Come on. Give me the Niners at home. Dallas, I know they put up a lot of points but still inconsistent in big games for me. And those are our best bets today. Go on to the website, check it all out. You can get Scott Spritzer's as well, too. Gilby, the interns, his are up there, all at tcmartinshow.com. We'll put the coaches up there as well, too.